It does not matter if you wanted to do something years ago. You are doing it now. Rather than beat yourself up over hesitation in the past, it is much more useful to tell yourself, I haven't had the tools, courage, or confidence to take this on before, but now I'm all in. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi, and welcome to Philosopher Insights. My name is Herb Lamba. Today, we're discussing the greatness mindset, unlocking the power of your mind and live your best life today. The author is Lewis Howes. The book is published in 2023. I want to share a number of my favorite insights from this book, starting with greatness, meaningful mission matters, joy conditioning, coach or critic, circle of life, give yourself permission, greatness performance system, and finish it off with the 1% rule. So let's start with the introduction. Quote, one of the hardest things to break free from is a good but not great life. I hear it so often from people who make what most would consider good money and have what seems to be a good career with kids and family, but they still have an underlying sense of pain or unfulfillment. There's an ache for something more. Does this resonate with you? Now don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with living a good life. No doubt millions of people in the world would happily trade places with you. But the question is this, is it the life you want? Is it the story you want your future self to tell? These are the intentional questions high performers ask. And if that's you, I don't want to leave you out of the conversation. Maybe you're already chasing and achieving your dreams, pursuing greatness at the highest level in business, sports, the arts, politics, charitable work, you name it. You've put a lot of effort into intentionally developing your mindset, but you know no one ever truly arrives. You want that extra edge and are always looking for ways to harness the power of your mind. I get it. The greatness mindset will help you unlock the power of your mind by showing you how to find your very own meaningful mission, overcoming your fears and self-doubt, and finally accomplishing those goals and dreams that may have felt so elusive for so long. I've been able to figure out a lot on this journey and have learned directly from some of the greatest minds in the world, people who have devoted themselves to the pursuits of greatness in their respective fields. But at the end of the day, I knew I needed to write this book about finding meaning, overcoming fears, and creating a game plan for significance and fulfillment in life because of what I feel inside on a daily basis, end quote. Welcome to the introduction of The Greatness Mindset by Lewis Howes. Throughout the pages of this book, Lewis shares his hard-earned wisdom and insights on what it takes to cultivate a mindset of greatness. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out on your journey towards greatness, this book is packed with practical strategies and insights that you can start applying to your life today. I am honored to share a handful of my favorite insights from this book, so let's begin. Insight number one, greatness. Quote, from the time I took that initial massive imperfect action to today, I developed a working definition of what greatness is. Greatness is discovering your unique gifts and talents to pursue your meaningful mission and make the maximum positive impact on the people around you. Now, Chasing greatness may mean you stumble and fall a few times along the way. Are you willing to take that risk? You'll need to become comfortable with trying, failing, learning, knowing that failure is the only path to success. One thing I've learned on this journey, criticism happens no matter what. It is the price of admission to life. 
You can't let that decide how your story will be told, end quote. Lewis challenges us to discover our unique gifts and talents and use them to pursue our meaningful mission in life. However, as I reflect on this concept, I recognize that many people struggle with the daunting task of finding their purpose or mission in the first place. To achieve greatness, one must be willing to give their all and take courageous action towards their mission. However, it's important to understand that the results of our efforts are not always guaranteed. Sometimes, they may exceed our expectations and other times they may fall short. Nevertheless, we must continue to push forward with our meaningful mission, trusting that one day the results will take care of themselves. Insight number two, meaningful mission matters. Quote, truth be told, not having a clear mission fuels the fears that are core to all of us. What if we're really not good enough to achieve? What if we don't have what it takes to succeed? What if the problem is us? When you don't know where you're going or why, you're naturally going to doubt yourself more. If you do not have clarity, however, you can learn how to convert those fears into confidence and overcome the nagging sense of self-doubt. Having a meaningful mission enables you to end the inertia and the temptation to wander aimlessly and label it success. End quote. In parallel wisdom from Brendan Burchard in his great book, High Performance Habits, Burchard emphasizes that clarity is not something that simply exists or doesn't exist within us. Rather, it's a skill that we must actively cultivate by asking ourselves important questions. If we want to achieve high performance in our lives, we must take the time to purposefully generate clarity. This means asking ourselves tough questions about who we are, what we want, and how we plan to get there. Quote, Money buys a lot of things and brings you other choices and options and freedoms, but it doesn't buy you fulfillment. Try to separate yourself from the money when assessing your meaningful mission. The bottom line is that your meaningful mission is not something you can choose once and be done. It's part of a constant assessment on your journey through life. End quote. In today's world, many individuals are wandering aimlessly through life, lacking a clear sense of purpose or direction. Often people fail to pause and ask themselves the tough questions that can lead them to discover their true calling. But it's crucial to recognize that true fulfillment in life cannot be achieved by simply pursuing wealth or financial gain. While money certainly has its place, it cannot serve as a meaningful mission on its own. Insight number three, joy conditioning. Quote, to counteract negativity and stop worrying about what other people think of her, Dr. Wendy Suzuki, a professor of neuroscience and psychology at the New York University Center for Neuroscience, has a process she calls joy conditioning. Based on her 25 years of studying how memory works and applying all of her knowledge to addressing anxiety, the process is a direct antidote to fear conditioning, which she says we all experience by default. Joy conditioning takes no training at all, simply a willingness to look back on your life. As she described it, joy conditioning is mining your own memory banks for those joyous, funny, or any of your favorite positive emotional events in your life, and consciously bring them up and relive them, end quote. This is from a chapter called The Fear of Judgment, from a section in the book titled The Barriers to Greatness. And I have to say, it's eye-opening stuff. In this section, House talks about three major fears that hold us back from achieving greatness. The fear of failure, the fear of success, and of course, the fear of judgment. It's fascinating to see how these fears can really get in the way of our progress. But the good news is that by recognizing them, we can start to break down those barriers and reach our full potential. 
I take pleasure in discovering effortless techniques that demand no formal instruction and minimal exertion to commence. One such strategy is joy conditioning, which entails mining your mind for the most blissful moments of your life and subsequently reliving them to elicit those positive emotions once again. This uncomplicated approach is both accessible and effective in promoting happiness and well-being. It reminds me of another great book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. David Goggins is a former Navy SEAL who currently holds the Guinness Book of World Records for completing a staggering 4,030 pull-ups in a mere 17 hours. I cannot even process that in my own mind, a feat beyond my comprehension knowing that today most people fail to take even 4,000 steps in one day. Goggins has a practice he termed the cookie jar that he described as follows, minus the F-bombs, of course. Quote, That's one reason I invented the cookie jar. We must create a system that constantly reminds us who we are when we're at our best, because life is not going to pick us up when we fall. There will be forks in the road, knives in your back, mountains to climb, and we are only capable of living up to the image we create for ourselves. End quote. Picture this. When you were a kid, you probably reached into your cookie jar to snag your favorite cookie, right? Well, think of this strategy as reaching into the cookie jar of your mind and pulling out those moments when you were the best version of yourself. It's like taking a mental trip down memory lane and selecting those moments that make you feel proud and accomplished. Insight number four, coach or critic. Quote, let's return to the idea I mentioned earlier in the book, that everyone has an internal coach and critic. I experienced firsthand the difference between a demanding yet encouraging coach versus a purely negative critic. A loving coach would challenge you to become your greatest without degrading you. Life works the same way, except you are your own most effective coach or critic. You get to intentionally choose to be the inspiring coach who accepts yourself as the work in progress that you are. You can accept yourself while you improve yourself. Compare yourself to a past version of yourself rather than to others and celebrate how far you have come. End quote. According to Howes, there are two voices inside our heads, the fear-based critic and the love-based coach. The critic is all about negativity and will tell you that you're not enough, but the coach is different. It's all about love and acceptance. It will tell you that it loves you just the way you are, while also pushing you to improve and grow. When faced with adversity, it's important to remember that it's just a roadblock, not the end of the road. Insight number five, circle of life. Quote, the path to anywhere worth going requires action. Chances are you've seen this reality played out in your own life. Simply thinking, I should exercise, I need to eat better, I should listen to different people, I need to take a break from social media, doesn't result in greatness. The same could be said for emotions. Feelings such as, I feel lonely when I'm by myself at night in my apartment. I feel shame because I said those unkind words don't change behavior. The thoughts require action, and that requires dealing with both internal and external forces between who you were, healing your past, and who you are becoming, finding your identity, and between your very real past with all the things you are working to heal there and your ideal future, the new greatness identity you are striving to create. The greatness mindset is the sweet spot where how you think, how you feel, and how you act all come together. Mindset by itself is neutral. End quote. You know what's interesting about this? In most personal development books, there's a common theme. Taking action is fundamental. Without committing to taking action, our dreams won't become a reality and we won't experience positive emotions or achieve greatness. It's common sense. 
but it's not common practice because it can be tough to balance our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. That's the challenge that Lewis Howes helps you overcome in this book. Insight number six, give yourself permission. Quote, taking charge means living intentionally. For example, Rory Vaden teaches that the key to multiplying time is giving yourself the emotional permission to spend time on things today that create more time tomorrow. He calls this formula the significance calculation. It means you take command of your time and use it to do things that will save time in the long run. Scheduling is not just about calendars and to-do lists. Beneath our objectives are feelings of guilt, fear, anxiety, ambition, and drive. Even if we aren't aware of it, these emotions factor heavily into all our decisions. I think when people put pressure on accomplishing their goals the perfect way, they often don't achieve those goals. Successful people know to have internal flexibility and grace for themselves, instead of beating themselves up over not being enough. End quote. To what extent can the significance calculation enhance your decision making? Imagine analyzing all your actions through this framework to make better decisions based on true significance. How frequently do you prioritize tasks that will ultimately save you time in the long term? Also, a reminder that by embracing this mindset of self-compassion and resilience, successful individuals are able to stay motivated and focused on their objectives, while also remaining open to new opportunities and experiences that may arise along the way. Ultimately, it is this balance of drive and flexibility that allows them to achieve their goals in a sustainable and fulfilling way. Quote, we put a lot of shame and guilt on ourselves when we are not where we think we should be in life. All this does is delay progress more. It does not matter if you wanted to do something years ago. You are doing it now. Rather than beat yourself up over hesitation in the past, it is much more useful to tell yourself, I haven't had the tools, courage, or confidence to take this on before, but now I'm all in. End quote. Insight number eight, greatness performance system. Quote, in my own life, I found a lot of power in the simplicity of the number three. So I developed a way of thinking about performance using a focus on three. Three players, three goals, and three questions. I use this system to create the greatness performance system, GPS, or the game plan for my life. I like to think of the different domains of life as three players I have on the field at any given time. Business, relationships, and wellness. It might be tempting to focus only on one or two of these areas, but all three are important for lasting success. I go through the process of developing my top goals for each area, so I end up with nine in total. But that is still too many to really give them focused attention. I then choose the single most important goal for each player, business relationships or wellness, and focus on achieving those three goals at any one time, end quote. I love that. This idea of having a life GPS system is so cool. It reminds me of what we did in the Optimized Coach program. We broke our lives down into three key areas, energy, work, and love. And get this, we even mapped them to identities, virtues, and behaviors. It was a way to remind ourselves to show up as our best selves in all three areas every single day. It was such a game changer for me, and I bet it could be for you too. Insight number nine, 1% rule. Quote, as you pursue greatness, there is one battle that you'll constantly have to fight, the battle against perfectionism. The problem with trying to be perfect is that chasing greatness means you have to be willing to put yourself out there before you feel ready. It's easy to get stuck in learning mode or practice mode. That feels safe. It feels comfortable. It's the safety net that says, it's okay to mess up. Something is there to catch me. 
But that is not where greatness is found. Greatness is found when you take massive, imperfect action. I like how productivity expert Thomas Frank put it to me. My favorite thing for overcoming perfectionism is what I call the 1% rule. Here is how I would paraphrase the 1% rule and how to use it to overcome perfectionism. Set a schedule to create or learn, grow or move, etc. And then, each time you act, determine to get just 1% better. End quote. The 1% rule is one of my favorite things ever. It reminds me of James Clear's amazing advice in his book Atomic Habits. Clear tells us to just focus on getting 1% better each day. Well, that 1% might not sound like much, but over the course of a year, it's actually 37 times better. And then, thanks to the magic of compounding, after two years, you're not 37 times better or 74 times better, you're 1,400 times better. Can you believe it? To learn more about this, check out episode 8 of the podcast where James shares the magic of just getting 1% better. We all have the ability to follow the 1% rule and in turn dominate perfectionism and get the things that matter done. And there you have it, everyone. That's my quick rundown of The Greatness Mindset, an incredibly insightful book packed with practical exercises that I didn't have time to cover in the podcast. If you are serious about turning your dreams into action, I would highly recommend diving into the practices outlined in the book. Trust me, they are totally worth it. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lamba. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8 to 10 page PDFs, plus 20 minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights from the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.